0: The Agenda. Agenda 1. Okay uh, Sam, agenda number 1, 12 round women's boxing bouts, world champ Amanda Serrano, uh, the second biggest name in the sport behind Katie Taylor, has vacated her WBC featherweight title in protest of the refusal uh, to schedule 12 round women's title fights, uh, 10 is the max that promoters and boxing organisations are willing to schedule. Amanda Serrano, uh, her manager happens to be Jake Paul um, and she is one of the biggest names in women's boxing, uh, like I said right by Katie Taylor, uh, this is big news in the combat sports world. Um, do yeah. you think that women should be allowed the right to choose to fight over twelve rounds in boxing? My,
1: my major thought is what what is what is the difference now? Obviously, uh, the longer a fight goes, uh, fatigue uh, and uh, potential injury does come into it, right? That's obviously uh, an element when it comes to this fighting thing. The other side of it, of course, is the decision made by promoters over the over the caliber of the product, and they might not want. Said fights to go as long. Now, anyone who watched uh, the action in Whangarei in the weekend know that uh, that that women boxers can go. Uh, whether you're yeah. talking about whether you're talking about uh, Mia and and those here in this country, or, or the, the the likes of uh, Mona Serrano overseas.
0: Serrano, Katie Taylor over ten rounds about a year and a half ago is one of the best fights I've ever seen. And well, and you know me, Sam, I've watched a lot of fights, and it you was sure tremendous.
1: And for, look, for me, I, the only reason I can imagine doing it, and I can't imagine at this level, um, at that, at, we're talking about the top of the tree. You're not talking about making every woman's boxing. match. No, it's title Tidal fights. Fight. Yeah, Tidal, title fights at, at certain at, at the highest levels, yeah. right? So, uh, by then they are majoritatively, predominantly, if not entirely, professional athletes.
0: Highly skilled.
1: That's highly skilled. Highly trained. You don't get. The, they're not putting some bum in there for a uh, a paycheck crack uh i'm i'm comfortable with it but that said uh maybe if, if there's some compelling research why they're not doing it then let's hear it and if that research is so compelling surely you'd say that there's a compelling reason to shorten men's by that same token so uh we talk about equality and equity it's a good um, point uh, so i i can't i can't think of a good reason why not to give it besides promoters don't want it i like i like Agenda
0: two. OK, uh, the Super Rugby import debate. Now yesterday, um, Lee Halfpenny's name came up in a sports headline that we're doing um, and got a conversation going between me and Beeve around. Um, Beeve is sort of the in his bonnet around Super Rugby imports, specifically in a position like First 5-8, where this year we're going to see Reece Patchell and Lee Halfpenny taking up two spots that could be reserved for sort of 18, 19, 20 year olds coming through developing them as players. Uh, so on that note, are you a fan or not a fan of Super Rugby imports and more so a franchise looking after its own best interests first over the best interests of the future of New Zealand rugby?
1: So my Super Rugby franchise's job is to win a, a Super Rugby tournament. Uh, yes, if you breed All Blacks, if you are part of the, uh, the greater good, absolutely, but that's not your role within the system, certainly not um, anyone that's got any pri- uh, public, sorry, private funding uh, that joins it. Uh, so I've got no problems with international imports. I definitely think there should be a cap. Uh, I don't think that it's required to be a number because I don't think New Zealand franchises are in a hurry to go chasing a whole lot of international Correct. Uh, imports. Someone like Lee Harpenny, is he going to put bums on seats? What do you think? Does having him there make more likely to make a Crusaders fan or a Blues fan uh, as uh, they two are to play a game in Auckland? Perhaps, um, perhaps somebody who has enjoyed watching him play, who's followed him or supported him, other things. So I'd like to watch him in the flesh. Perhaps, perhaps, but I don't think I don't think he's a, he's a, um, a, he, he turns the dial. Upwards in that standard, specifically in for,
0: that in that region too, where they're going to go regardless. Like you yeah. know, a Crusaders fans going to go watch the Crusaders play, regardless yeah, t- of who's playing.
1: Tell me though that you uh, that the argument about if he he's taking a spot of a young New Zealander. If that New Zealander was was ready and and there and available and not injured, right? In the case of the Crusaders,
0: that's the then, argument.
1: Then then would he be there? But you tell you tell me that, that those young young internet young um, players coming through in that squad be not just those who play in similar positions, but right through aren't going to be able to learn something by having a player of that caliber, that experience come down uh, and pick something up too. I don't have a huge problem with it. I do have a problem uh, if it's a case where a signing leads to someone having to you know pack their bags, go somewhere else, look for a new gig. Get it. Um, yeah. But I don't. I this feels complimentary rather than um, restricting to me because yes. They're missing it on game time, but they're learning a whole lot more. And you also don't want to throw someone to that, into that arena before they're ready.
0: Mm. It's about development in different ways, eh, Sam? Different ways. Agenda three. Okay, the former player versus ex player debate. Hopefully, we have more on this a bit later on. But uh, this is along. This is the David Warner, Mitch Johnson, and it's sort of Mitch Johnson versus almost the entire current Australian cricket team and some former players um, who are picking sides. Are players too precious? And I'm saying that because given a guy like David Warner who has signed a multi-year deal with Fox Sport to be a commentator the second that he uh, stops playing international cricket in the Sydney Test in January, um, are there two precious? Given a guy like Warner will at some point on his, in his broadcast career be in a position where he himself, Sam, is going to have to criticise a player's performance tactics or dare I say credibility?
1: There's, there's questioning... Uh, tactics there's questioning uh, shot selection right and you can do that and say he doesn't deserve a spot based on what this is mm-hmm. now the attack from mitchell johnson who by the way was quite notorious for being thin-skinned as a player Indeed. and uh, and uh lashing out at all the has-beens uh, or never words that uh, had a crack at him so for me there's the level of hypocrisy that comes with it that you're mentioning uh lies in future for david warner because david warner is definitely there's no doubt that he will have a desire to have some form of celebrity to him um it just it, it strikes me as his personality um we'll look forward to seeing what he does contribute in that role but the answer is of course players are too precious of, of course they are uh but there's also the reason that they're precious is because the line gets crossed too often right so you it's like it's like the uh, the scenario where you get um, laid into too much, and then you uh, react to uh, to the one that wasn't worth reacting to, right? Uh, and these players are now being exposed. To how, many, how many times when you talk about the abuse on social media uh, mm. and uh, the mental well-being? Now, I don't think that what has come out of Mitchell Johnson is has crossed the line. I think that if this had come from, I know the their version of uh, Chris Ratu or Mark Reason... Then this would have been fodder for a chat.
0: So like Buzz or someone. So Buzz Rothfield or someone like that. That's right. It, yeah.
1: it would have brought up conversation. But uh, what's made this go so uh, so intense is that it's you know, it is someone who actually knows about the environment. So yes, there's, there's both parties deserve a, an uppercut for um, their reactions. I'm all for um, Mitch Johnson being a. Sing out what he's got but I don't think he should be too defensive about it once he does.
0: Interesting side note, uh, he is part of the Triple M commentary in Australia. Uh, he uh, was of the opinion that he was going to be part of that team for the first test. They announced their commentary team yesterday, he was not in that commentary team.